Hello and welcome to Mirror Fighting One to Watch with me, Rich Jones. On this show every Tuesday, we find out more about some of the top prospects in the boxing world, try and find out a little bit more about their background, what makes them tick, and just get to know them before we hopefully hear a lot more from them in years to come. So, um, yeah, please check out our back catalogue of previous episodes. We've had some great chats. But today I'm joined by someone who has sparred Anthony Joshua, been in Miami for his camp ahead of the first fight against Andy Ruiz. Now he's sparring both Daniel Dubois and Joe Joyce ahead of their big showdown. Birmingham Solomon Dakers is hoping to be Britain's next big heavyweight star. Um, he's got a fascinating journey. Didn't put on a pair of boxing gloves until he was 15. Didn't have his first amateur fight until 20. And for two of the years ahead of that first amateur fight, he was balancing his boxing with semi-professional rugby and being a member of the Worcester Warriors Academy. So, um, yeah, he's got a great backstory. Um, he's become a real student of the game. He's been involved with some, you know, huge camps already, been in the ring with some mega stars in sparring. So it's going to be fascinating to watch his journey. Um, and, yeah, I hope you enjoy getting to know him. Uh, if you like the show, please rate, subscribe, give us five stars. Uh, hope you enjoy. And, yeah, let's get on to it and let's speak to Solomon. Yes, I'm joined now by heavyweight Solomon Dakers. Uh, Solomon, just wanted to um, to go from the start of the journey, really. So, um, yeah, boxing. How did it all start for you? How did you uh, How did you first get into the sport? Um, well, I was always interested from like you know a young age. I used to love Mike Tyson, just watching like clips of him and that. When I first went to the gym, I was 15. I went. A friend of mine was at my local club, Walling, and um, he was going there a bit before me. And I was just was interested, so I just went along with him after school one of the days. And I was training, never had any fights so competitively, just was training there. And I, I left it a bit because I used to play, you know, rugby with my school, which was more the school sport. So uh, I was more involved with that at a better level. Um, and then I actually came back at 20, and when I had my first fight, I was actually 20 when I came back to the same club, Wally ABC. And then I started fighting properly from there. Yeah, you mentioned your sort of memories of growing up watching Mike Tyson. Is that the earliest thing that stands out as a kid watching, you know, Mike Tyson and other yeah. big fights like that? Yeah, you just see like even clips and stuff like that of Tyson. He's just, he's just destructive, man. He just, as a kid, just catches your eye, don't it? And um, I just just love him, man. I used to love him proper. <laughs> yeah, and you mentioned uh, you mentioned playing rugby as well. You played rugby to a pretty high level, didn't you? That right? Yeah, semi-professional sort of level. I was in. Um, Worcester Warriors Academy from 15 to about 19. Um, there was an apprenticeship at the time, a still an apprenticeship. Uh, I was in their academy. I played at a good level, like national league level, like semi-pro sort of level, up to about 20. I stopped when I was 22. So for two years, I boxed and played rugby at the same at the same. It wasn't the hard work. I was, um, you know, put the hard work in, but, you know, when you're getting in, little injuries and niggles and it, it was too much, really too much for the body to handle two sports and you're trying to, you know, do it at a, a decent level. It was a bit too much, to be honest. But, you know, I, I did try. I did try. <laughs> yeah. What position did you play at rugby? I used to play uh, in the back row or second row. Okay, yeah. yeah. No, so, um, yeah, obviously you went back to, well, you said you boxed at sort of 15, then left the sport for a bit, came back to boxing, had your first fight at 20. I mean, I guess to be... Yeah. You, you were a pretty late starter to the sport, but did you pick it up pretty quickly? I guess you must have sort of found a bit of natural talent for it when you when you got the gloves yeah. on. Yeah, a little bit. Um, picked it back up. There's still a lot of work to be put in. There still is, even now, there's a lot of work to be put in, but um, I just made sure I just got my head down and just took every opportunity, you know, just made sure I was training constantly and uh, any fight, I was just taking it because I knew I had to, you know, get the experience and catch up where, you know, those years I could have started younger. 
had to catch up that experience. Yeah, and you had pretty instant success, I, I imagine, as an amateur. I know you had a lot of success as an amateur, but given how late you started, it must have come pretty quickly. Just tell us a bit about those early amateur fights, that, that early experience you had. My first two fights, I won by a, by a TKO, you know, and I thought, <laughs> I thought I was Mike Tyson for a bit there. <laughs> And then, um, and then I thought, and then I got my first loss in my third fight, like a split decision. But I started thinking, you know, I gotta actually start, you know, working on the skill level of boxing because I used to just come in and just think my backhand was just gonna take everyone out. To be honest, uh, so I just made sure I kept studying boxing and um, taking as many fights. Went into the novice championships, won them. Um, went into the ABAs, only got to the semi-finals, my first attempt, <clears throat> lost on a split decision. And went in next year in the ABAs and, and won them then. So I just made but I just made sure I just kept, you know, grinding away and putting in the work and wasn't gonna take no for an answer really. Yeah, and you mentioned sort of studying boxing and, and getting to know the sport. <laughs> Who were the sort of guys that you were you like to study and you like to watch? Obviously you mentioned Mike Tyson, but you know, not mm-hmm. everyone can go in there and blow everyone out like that. Who do you sort of <laughs> who do you study when you're watching old fights and, and learning about um, I used to watch a lot of old clips of old fighters like um, Joe Lewis, old, um, old boxers like Sugar Ray Robinson, Ezra Charles, Joe Walcott, people like that, Rocky Marciano, all the throwback fighters, Holyfield, um, Ali, Holyfield, Lennox Lewis, all, all of them, all the champions. I just used to watch all of them. And um, Roy Jones Jr. is my favourite, you know, he's, he's special, but um, I used to watch all the champions, man. I used to in depth really try and like study them. Yeah, you mentioned Roy Jones Jr. being your favourite. What is it about him that you, you would like to take? Yeah, he, he's just his style. He, he was fast. He was um, he was quite flashy, and he and he was effective, man. He, he was on he was unreal, really, man. He, and he went from middleweight to heavyweight, which was I think the the first time in like over a hundred years someone had had done that, and um, he, he was amazing, really. And you boxed as well, didn't you, in the world? Series boxing, which is kind of like a little middle ground between the pros and the amateurs. I mean, was that must have been from by all accounts, that's quite a good like middle ground to make that step through. It's kind of not yeah. quite professional, not quite amateur. What what was that like boxing in that? Yeah, the WSB is it's quality because even though obviously it's not professional, it's professional rules, but um, yeah. it, it's a much higher level than than your sort of um, entry level professional boxing because uh, you're, you're fighting against other countries national champion the best from other countries you're not fighting a journeyman in it. you're fighting you know, the, the best guys around the world and uh, it's, a, it's a great format that was and um, just to get the experience of that a vest um, you know the little things like that the little lights and that um, it was a good experience at the BSB and then you've had a lot of experience sparring some of the, the best guys as well, haven't you? I know what goes on in the gym stays in the gym, but you, you were part of Anthony Joshua's camp, weren't you, before the, well, the Jarrell Miller fight that ended up being the Andy yeah. Ruiz fight. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. I went over to Miami um, to spar with Joshua. I've been sparring Joshua from before that anyway, um, up in Sheffield. I've been sparring him for a few years uh, regularly. Um, yeah, I've been sparring him for a while. Yeah, and obviously not going to expect any sort of secrets of the trade. But I mean, what what do you learn from being around, not just in the ring with Joshua, but being around, you know, obviously such a high level camp. And I mean, for you, I guess, coming into a professional game, you must learn a lot from being around that sort of environment. Definitely. You just you just learn how, obviously, as a champion and how to, you know, carry out your day-to-day as, you know, a champion that wants to perform at that level. So with your training with him he's so um he's strict and he's dedicated and everything's you know every little aspect is covered you know he's disciplined 
works hard and it's just um, your habits that you need to have if you want to get to that high, high level. Um, and that's what you pick up from him, you know, the way he trains and just the way he sort of acts day in, day out, you know, the discipline and the dedication. And I guess after being involved sort of at Sheffield and being around him there, you must take it as a, as a compliment to have been invited out to Miami and, you know, to be involved in that, to be picked, chosen as one of the ones to be, be sparring him ahead of such a big fight. Yeah, of course. It's, it's one of those where, you know, we're sparring because he, he's fighting for world championships. Sparring needs to be at a quality level. So obviously I see myself at that level to, um, you know, be helping him and he's helping me, we, we, you know, sparring to better each other. Not just to, you know, do go through the motions, you know, we're there to, to really improve each other and get ready for big things. And uh, that and obviously him asking me to go and spy him reassures that, you know, it's a serious job and that, you know, I'm a serious box and fighter. And you've been sparring Daniel Dubois as well recently, mm-hmm. is that right? Yeah, I'm sparring Dubois and, and Joe Joyce to fight each other. Been sparring both for the last few weeks and, and will be for the next couple of weeks, um, which is just great sparring as well. And what are the challenges in terms of sort of you have great spars and you you spar with these great fighters, but then obviously everyone knows it. it's a different matter when it gets to sort of the ring and an actual fight of your own. I mean, what are the what are the sort of challenges you think you'll face when it comes to sort of putting the things you learn in sparring these great guys into practice when you get into your own sort of fights in the, in the next sort of months, years kind of thing? Do you think there are any? What sort of challenges do you think that that'll pose? Um, just. Same with anyone, any box will tell you, you know, you might work on something inspiring for so many weeks and you might, you know, only get a glimpse of it in your next fight. But I think over time, you know, it starts to really just start to settle in. So it's just keep keeping on working on things, keep improving gradually. You're not going to, you know, improve everything all in, in one fight, you know, but you take little bits and, you know, improve it for the next fight, start working on little bits. So you just progress over, the t- over time, you know, it's a career we're looking at, not just, you know, a, a one fight thing. So just keep taking little improvements each time. Yeah, and you mentioned that it's a career. What you know? Do you believe? How far do you think you can go? What What's the goal? Obviously, you've been around the best. You've been around world champions. Do you think you know you've got what it takes to get there one day? Yeah, world champion. That that's the level I'm setting. That if I wasn't setting myself that target, I wouldn't really be doing myself any justice in the game. So, world champion. I've seen people that are doing doing it around me, and that's the level that I want to get to. You know, I don't want to sell myself short, and you know. <clears throat> go anywhere lower but well, that's the target world champion yeah and you, you obviously as we've discussed you sort of started quite you know you're quite a late starter to the sport do you kind of have any regret that maybe you didn't get in the rink and give it a good go sooner and do you feel like you're sort of playing catch up a bit or is it just a case of you know what's happened's happened and you know just got yeah, to deal with what we've got yeah both really I, I like to think oh if I'd started earlier you know it would have been better but who knows you know I've from where I started now I'm, I'm doing well I've got into the GB squad I'm now turning over at a good level I'm, and I'm, I'm at a level now where you know I'm, I'm in and amongst you know skill wise and that the, the best guys I just need to get that experience as I settle into the pros and um, so you know I, I believe everything happens for a reason so you know I started when I started and I'm here now and I'm improving well and I'm I'm really um, pushing myself to a high level um, for those that probably you know might not have seen a lot of you and might not have seen your fight yet, what can we expect when you uh, when you get in the ring and, and start having some pro fights? Uh, fast hands, explosive, very explosive fighter. Fast hands, um, speed, and um, exciting really as well. Exciting, you know, come forward. Exciting, explosive fighter. And it's you know going to be really good to watch. 
And you say you turned over as well from the amateur ranks and you were obviously involved in the GB setup. Just tell me a bit about why you decided to turn professional now, why it was um, why that decision was made. Because um, really my, my aim was to turn over after the Olympic cycle anyway. So in, in terms of the time frame, it's exactly the same as when I would, but obviously everything got postponed. And, you know, with qualifiers still having to take place and such, it was, it was a, you know, too many ifs and buts. You know, I didn't want to wait around to not even, you know, go to a qualifier or go to the Olympics at all and just waste waste more time, you know, in terms of, you know, I'm not getting any younger in the time frame. Yeah, they've been pushed back, but I'm still the same age that I would have liked to turn over anyway. So it was um it was just really it's time to go, really. And of course you with um yeah, you with S Jam management, aren't you now as well, which obviously have looked after Joe Joyce and I guess, you know, they've got plenty of experience dealing with someone who's, you know, coming from an amateur career, turning mm-hmm. over and trying to to get the time frames right and sort of move at the right pace. I guess that's quite important, isn't it? You know, move at the right pace, not too quickly, not too slowly, that sort of thing. Yeah, exactly. That um, you know, that that's why you have the management teams and such that they, you know, path path things out for you so that, you know, I've said to me, I'll fight anyone, but you know, you've got to build yourself up in the right way. And that's what, that's what they're there for and to build up the right way. And then when the time comes, you're ready to um, perform at a higher level. And being a heavyweight is kind of a blessing as well, I imagine, because, you know, it's the glamour division of boxing, isn't it? And there's a lot of big opportunities in there. So you, you must, like you say, you grew up watching sort of Mike Tyson and, and those guys. It's quite a blessing, I imagine, to be one of the bigger guys that, you know, you're fighting at that weight that, you know, everyone's interested in heavyweights, aren't they? Yeah, the, all the eyes are on the heavyweight division, you know, and especially now there's there's good fights going on, and you know, especially in Britain, we've got all the, all the bouts are in Britain with Fury and Joshua, so all eyes are on British heavyweight boxing, the big fights, Joyce and Dubois, you know. But you know, it's not all. It, it seems all glory and that, but you know, it's hard work. There's a reason why, because you know, you're taking heavy hits, man, and it's a dangerous division, which is why people love it because anything can happen in the heavyweights, but. Just want to, you know, get myself stuck in myself and get get to the top. And when you spar these top guys, especially, I'm thinking especially Dubois here, who's obviously quite young, and at this stage he's obviously well ahead of, well ahead of, you know, where you are in terms of your development in professional yeah. game. But do you have in the back of your mind a little bit that you know, if if things go to plan, one day these are the sort of guys that you might be, you know, fighting for real one day? Because I know Tyson Fury's done this thing where he's kind of sparred a lot. He sparred Anthony Joshua when he was younger. And I know that, you know, Tyson Fury sparred a lot of these guys when they're younger and in the back of his mind, he's thinking, you know, one day these could be opponents. Is that something that you ever think about when you spar in the fact that, you know, if everything goes to plan for you, you could sort of cross paths again in the future? Yeah, definitely. I mean, when you get to the top level, there's only going to be so many fighters there that you can fight. So, you know, these are guys that, you know, when the time comes, we'll have to fight them at some point. So... Yeah, you do think that, but also just make sure I, I stay focused on the where I am now and um, go through the journey. But of course, it, it's happened in history, hasn't it? Like all champions, you look at like Ali and Larry Holmes. Holmes was Ali's sparring partner for so long. Comes to it, and they're they're fighting. You know, countless champions have had you know the contenders sparring them for years, and then they come to fight them. So you know, it's just it's just the cycle of boxing, really. And um, yeah, if it happens, it happens. Yeah, and obviously from Birmingham as well, which is near my neck of the woods, you can probably tell by the accent. But um, yeah, when we get the fans back into the arenas, I guess you're going to be, you know, hoping to get some of some of the, you know, your fans from from the area in and you know cheering you on through the journey. Yeah, definitely, it'd be great to you know, especially in Birmingham, we haven't had a real top 
top heavyweight, you know, and it'll be good to get that draw in Birmingham and, you know, get, get some shows in Birmingham and, and get people out to support, you know, and real top-level heavyweight boxing is going to be something that hasn't really been seen that I can remember in Yeah, definitely. It's, you think of, obviously, the fighting cities, don't you? You think of sort of Manchester, Ricky Hatton, like Josh Warrington leads at the moment. And, you know, growing up, really, there's never really been... There, haven't, like, there hasn't been a huge, massive superstar like that in Birmingham, really, for, for quite a while, has there? Mm-hmm. Not so. at all, not at all. So hoping that I can be that guy. <laughs> Yeah, fingers crossed. I'm sure you'd get some, because there's a lot of fight fans around the area. I'm sure that, you know, if you were to get a massive star, they'd make, certainly, you know, make some noise in, in Birmingham if uh, if they had someone to cheer on like that. But um, yeah, hopefully you can uh, you can be that guy. I'm sure it's going to be a fascinating journey. Looking forward to watching it. But um, yeah, thanks a lot for, for your time, Solomon. Really enjoyed speaking to you. And yeah, all the best for the future and all the best with the, the sparring over the next few weeks. I'm sure that you'll uh, enjoy, you'll see plenty of interesting things ahead of uh, Dubois Joyce especially. 